This is what someone messaged me. For those who are interested in seeing what kind of impact this event had on Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders' exposure, both of their names have shot up in Google Analytics and have been had more than a million impressions since yesterday's weigh-in. To put things in perspective, Spence Porter had 55,000 impressions their entire fight week. Right? Devin was just telling me how many followers he's just gone up and stuff like that. So, And everybody who's out here, you're standing next to Boxing Social, Coogan said he's done the most views he's ever done. Like, everybody benefits from it, but unfortunately, you just get the boxing community that just, they're just so blinkered. And I understand hardcore fans might not want to watch that. I thought that was good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like they were useless. I mean, like, they could fight a little bit. Look, I even tweeted, I was like, look, uh, the, the crowd is here for this mess, and so am I. Like, I, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. jump in with it today i feel there's no value in doing the intros you know what i do and you probably know what this is all about hearn's a cheating bastard i could say allegedly i could say he's just a cheating bastard right and this ksi logan paul thing is probably the high point of eddie hearn's doping that's what i'm going to call it now hearn dopes and perhaps this is why he has no real moral issue dealing with drug cheats. Because in many ways, Hearn cheats. And I don't mean he cheats commercially because everyone's at it. But he cheats the fans and he, he cheats the people that bang the drum on his behalf online. Because he lies to the fans. But he does it in that really clever way of he will quote numbers. So you take that as fact but you have no context in which to view the numbers so you end up believing things are things when necessarily they're not necessarily things and what we can say about the whole KSI Logan Paul thing is it was a massive massive illusion that a lot of people have bought into and fair play if you bought into it and you enjoyed it cool but we don't want this carrying on in boxing this is the very thing we need to eliminate from boxing and from life in general this idea that you can just pretend things are what they are. So what I'm really talking about here is the video by, I think it came from Jay Chowdhury from Break Media. And I only know Break Media because they worked with Umar Sadiq. So nominally, I'm quite pro-Break Media. And I can also frame the context in which they've done this because they would want more athletes to work with them and to do a lot of the content care son Logan Paul did. So actually for Break Media, this is a great chance to say, look, we provide these services for you. You're, you're leaving money on the table by, by not engaging us. And I support that. Okay, In abstraction, in isolation, outside the context of this event, I support that. Where I take issue is the way it was presented. And it was presented as if Everything just happened by the grace of God, when we all know that it didn't. So, the first piece of evidence Jay Chowdhury refers to is 
that both Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders managed to generate over a million impressions. And I'm not sure if this is just fight night or this is fight week. And Jay clearly spoke without understanding how boxing works, right? And he may have a warped understanding of the value of each of these fighters because for all of Hearn's bluster and talk, no one really knows who Devin Haney is. And I mean, even within the boxing community. So he's never going to generate that sort of interest. Am I supposed to believe that a bunch of 15-year-olds are going to see a young black kid boxing at lightweight and go, wow, who's Devin Haney? It wasn't that kind of performance. And he isn't that sort of charismatic, interesting guy who would make you want to Google him afterwards. He's just incidental to what you've come here to watch, which is KSI Logan Paul. So, so if we break down this audience into three segments... The youngsters who love KSI Logan Paul, they might on a whim Google Devin Haney to see if he's famous or not, but they don't care about him, nor do they care about Billy Joe Saunders. Then there's the parents of these kids who have to get involved because they don't hear anything other than this. Some may be boxing fans, most are probably not. So they don't care about Devin Haney or Billy Joe. Then you've got the third group who are the, the boxing guys who are like, we already know who these guys are. So why do we need to Google them or have any interest? So, so this idea that they can get a million impressions, and impressions don't mean anything. It just means it was put on the screen. There's, there's no guarantee it was seen. There's no way of verifying that. So that's essentially where we're at, right? We're, we're now looking at this idea of a million impressions going, it means absolutely nothing. It doesn't. And it, it's indicative, actually, that something else has happened further up the value chain to drive this which we'll come on to later. But just know that you can get that kind of, you know, kind of impact. Literally, anyone can do this. Go and pay three quid to get 250 retweets on your tweet. Let it cook for about two or three days. Tell me what your number of impressions is. It'll be a really high number. It doesn't mean anything. And a million impressions probably translates into about 10 ticket sales, if we're being brutally honest. So that's the first thing. And this worrying thing is they showed the graph, right? They showed the graph of impressions and it does nothing. And then it has this spike in like a fraction of a second and it's straight back down again. Almost as if they've just been a glut of instantaneous, I mean instantaneous Google searches on Billy Joe and, Dev, and Devin Haney, which... If you've bought the fight, you already know who's on there, right? So why would it spike? It would be flat for the whole week and then it spikes on fight night, but you've already bought the thing. You've been, you've watched, you've watched all the content. So you're telling me that nothing but the fight drove the number of impressions. Statistically, these numbers don't make any sense. It was the graph that gave it away in that instance. Because with most of these things on social media, you get what I call the nose effect and the tail effect. So the nose effect is the bit of awareness, engagement, impressions, whatever you want to call it, up until you really start pushing your content or start marketing. If you remember. Before you start spending the marketing dollars, there's a nose effect. And then there's a tail effect, which is what happens after you stop spending your marketing dollars. And the tail's normally longer than the nose. There's no nose on this and there's no tail on this which tells you that it's not organic. So you've got to be suspicious of it. So then the next discussion becomes one around how many 
additional Twitter followers Billy Joe and Devin Haney got. Uh, I think it was 10,000 for Billy Joe, 15,000 for Devin Haney. Billy Joe Saunders has been in the public eye in this country since 2008. He's been to America to fight Lemieux already. In a performance that was heralded. So I'd struggle to understand how he can double his, his awareness. Like I said before, I don't believe 15-year-olds give a toss who Billy Joe... He's an old man at 30, 31 years old. He's an old man to a lot of this audience. You know, Devin Haney, I could get. And if it was Ryan Garcia on there, I'd get it too. But Billy Joe's not of that demographic. So why would they even be interested? The fact is they wouldn't. So what you're seeing here is what you see in doping. When someone comes from nowhere and runs a 9.75, and you're like, where's that come from? You were running 10.21, you were running 10.35, now you're running 9.75, and then you go on to run 10.35 again. So now all of a sudden we're like, this doesn't feel right. When you start to look at these numbers, they don't feel right. Any number Hearn is associated with doesn't feel right. And then you start to look at the reference he makes to, well, it's benefited everyone. You're doing million plus views. Um, how 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 are all these media outlets doing million plus views? How many times do you want to watch a KSI Logan Paul weigh in? Once you've seen it on IFL, I don't imagine there's much value in watching it anywhere else. Same thing with the Hearn interview. Same thing with the interview of the protagonists as well. So if someone told me a million people watched the weigh in. I might believe it, but to believe that a million people on three or four different platforms watched it or close to that, and, I, and I'm, I'm exaggerating the numbers for discursive effect here, but you get what I mean here, right? There's only so many people that are going to watch that way in and what would be led to believe is they watched it on four different platforms. Why? There's no answer to that, right? There is no answer to that. When they talk about the arena was full. Mm, perhaps. But tickets were given away. Why? And how do you know? Because if they say it was sold out, it definitely wasn't sold out because tickets were available right up until the event started. So that's not true either. And this all leaves me very uncomfortable because it points to systematic cheating of the system. And here, I'm just going to... just. Just pose some questions. If as a platform, Boxing Social rarely gets over 50 likes and rarely ever gets over 20 retweets, and I'm being generous here, how can they do a million views? Who's pushing that? You're telling me kids are just there Googling Boxing Social, KSI Logan Paul. You're not doing that, right? And if you are just Googling KSI Logan Paul, IFL are going to come up because... They've been at it longer. They rank higher on the social media scores. They rank higher on the search engine scores. So we go back to that point. Boxing Social don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the legacy. They don't have anything about them that suggests they could do a million plus views. Neither do Seconds Out. And I'm not saying that to disrespect Seconds Out. I'm just saying, look, it looks like all these numbers have been inflated in this week. Do I think it was malicious? No. Do I think it was designed to create this impression that this was a big event? Yes. The reality is it wasn't a big event. Because everyone is in their camp. If you're a KSI Logan Paul fan, 
you're getting your content through their channel. If you're an IFL fan, you're already getting your content through their channel. You're not crossing over. Why would you cross over? There's no reason to cross over unless you're a media outlet trying to get multiple perspectives. And that's not a million of us. Which brings me back to my point. Ever since Hearn got burned in America by Steve Kim, ESPN, Nesta Gibbs, the boxing voice, and the lad from the barbershop, whatever, and I forget who his name, what his name is, but he was also important in this. Once Hearn got burned by the American market who don't care about Eddie Hearn because they already had fight hype, they already had Radio Rahim, they have their outlets that do impressive numbers as well. And Fight Hype are undoubtedly number one. And if you don't believe me, if they ever went head-to-head -head with Coogan, Coogan can only pull out Eddie Hearn. They can pull out Floyd Mayweather. They can pull out Andre Ward. They can pull out Roy Jones Jr. They can pull out Hall of Fame boxing royalty to do their numbers instead of, of raggedy-ass fucking Eddie Hearn and shit. And... This is the nub of it. Hearns built his defensive line, you know. You've got IFL as your linebackers. You've got seconds out as your center. You've got behind the gloves as your nose tackle, whatever. But you've got your defensive line there. So Hearn can just quarterback all of this bullshit to the fans. And we lap it up because we believe these outlets are there to hold the promoters to account, which they're not, if we're being honest. So that's why... The British media outlets that were out there had their expenses paid for. The expenses were paid for, and I know this because just a random beer with someone that does work for DAZN, you know, and, and that has been verified as well. You know, the, the LinkedIn exchange happened, you know, but I bring it back to this point. There was an allocated marketing budget for KSI Logan Paul. If I'm a media outlet, I'm trying to get a slice of that pie. And if it means I need to tow the Eddie Hearn line, that's what I'm going to do. Because that's going to pay for my trip to LA. And I can be out there getting great content, which will keep my sponsors happy and get my subscriber numbers up, hopefully. So I just do what Eddie tells me to do. I don't rock the boat. I don't argue. I play my position. And they all play their position, and in turn, you get your expenses paid, you get your flights taken care of, you get to live out there. Because on the videos that these guys do, they couldn't afford these trips to LA, even with the sponsorship. Just the flights alone are going to kill you. So they need a sponsor to take care of all of that. And Hearn can do that with the DAZN budget, and he can justify it by saying, look at the numbers they produced. But part of that spend, I am confident, is likely to be on buying YouTube views across multiple platforms, buying YouTube subscribers across multiple platforms. And the, the canary in the mind for this was simply when Eddie Hearn went from zero to 100,000 subscribers on Matchroom TV in eight hours, which tells you they were bought. So all of this is getting bought. Twitter followers are getting bought. And the reason why the Twitter growth is smaller than the YouTube growth, Twitter followers, Twitter engagement is a lot more expensive to buy. You can buy a million 
YouTube views for about 2,400, 2,500 pounds. If that's coming out of a marketing budget, that's, that's not that much. That's discretionary spend. Buy a few subscribers for about 500 quid, get a few likes just so it looks like your, your content's engaging. And all in all, you could probably spend about 3,200 boosting that video up. Now you say, look, I've got a million plus views on that. Your sponsors are delighted. And if you want a success fee, then that adds to your success fee. But look, the, the YouTube shit doesn't work, does it? That's not going up. The Instagrams aren't going up. It's just YouTube because YouTube's the cheapest outlet in which you can just manufacture growth. Twitter on a lesser scale. So you can do it with a Devin Haney because he doesn't tweet that much. And to be honest, the average number of likes on his is about 200. So he's not really a Twitter guy. He's more of an Instagram guy. But he's self-made. So he has the audience he's probably likely to ever have unless he starts winning things. So where's this all coming from? This is all the zone marketing money. And all they do is just boost up these videos and create artificial images that these outlets are more successful and more engaged than they actually are. And that's why ultimately, none of them dare ever upset Eddie Hearn. If you upset Eddie Hearn and you get cut off from the matchroom money, the sky money, and the DAZN money, as a media outlet, you can't function. That will turn seconds up. That will turn boxing social. That will turn behind the gloves into Porky's corner in a heartbeat. And that's no disrespect to Russ because Russ does it from the ground up. And Russ does it without really selling his soul. But they all need Eddie Hearn and they need his favor. They need his, his say-so to do anything. And that's why we don't have an independent media. It's why we don't have representative media. Because all they're doing is all gaming the system. It's like the circle of trust that says, if we all look after each other, we're going to take money from broadcasters, other promoters, brands. Whoever wants to get involved in boxing, we're all going to take money off that. If we all stick in the circle and no one tells tales, no one reveals what we're really doing. Because as soon as someone breaks that circle of trust, we'll realize what most people in boxing know. Boxing's a really tiny market. Boxing's a sport that not many people care about. And boxing's a sport that, if we really revealed the truth to the public, we'll probably never get a foothold in this country in our lifetime. But... I guess I did this video because I wanted people to understand that there's a place for social media engagement, YouTube engagement, having that kind of content. But just know when the numbers are insane, someone's paying money to create that sense of insanity. None of this happened organically because none of the graphs suggested it. It was purchased. And that's fine if it was purchased. Let's all be honest and say, yeah, it was purchased. Let's not cry about it. Let's be adult about it. If that's the game we're in, then boxing's entering a worrying era because the thing that made boxing unique amongst most other things is that it was competition stripped down. Two men face each other. Two women face each other. Two children face each other. And the best man on the day wins. No drugs. No anything, nothing to sully that competition. And what we're realizing month after month, year after year, and with every passing death, 
most people in boxing are involved and their sole involvement in boxing is to try and add layers of deception, subterfuge and misdirection to that. And it's an incredibly sad place to be.